How many know that song, Where Could I Go But To The Lord? One of them old-timer songs. Seeking a refuge for my soul. Where could I go? Where could I go? A lot of people don't know where to go in these days. They don't know how to handle stress and problems. They're struggling. And even as people in the church, we sometimes struggle. We pray and sometimes we feel like nothing's happening. Nothing changes. I'm here today to just encourage us on somehow through the Word of God. When you don't see your prayers answered like you thought or what maybe in the timing and all those kinds of things, you begin to doubt sometimes your faith. Well, I want to encourage your faith today. We're going to talk about faith because I believe it's, it's so, so uh, foundational, such an anchor in times of storm, in times of doubt, in times when things are changing around us. God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is who he is. He'll never change. He can't. He can never lie. He's always moral. He's always holy. And when we look to him, the earthly things begin to fade away. They begin to lose their grip on us. You see, the things that are bothering us oftentimes are the temporal things of this life, the things that we thought we could only try to fix or they're going to make us happy somehow. I know I found that out. It's just not going to happen. No matter how much stuff we have, how many good things we do, it's the Lord himself in you that will complete you. He will satisfy you. He will give you a hope and assurance that there is a reason that you're alive today. There's a reason that you exist, and it's that you exist for him. It's really not about us. It's about what he wants to do to you and I. Amen? Let's get excited a little bit of a dream. I want to dream a little bit today about what can happen when God gets a hold of our hearts, when God gets, gets the reins of our life, gets the steering wheel of our life. He wants to control the things that come and go. So we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 11, famous faith chapter. We call it the hall of faith in the Bible, the, the chapter of faith, because it has so many good illustrations. It really defines, verse 1, it def actually defines what is faith. If we were to talk about faith, if I were to ask you, what is faith to you, we would probably have various answers and there would probably all be good, but there is one answer that is described in Scripture of Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. In other words, before it even happens, you're believing for it. You have this conviction in your heart that because God is who he is, that things are going to take care of themselves because God is in you and I. God is in the world. Your future is in good hands. Your children, your great-grand, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren are in good hands when, when they have the Lord. But our concern is this, that they may know the Jesus. 
And see, every generation that comes up, we need to be praying for that next generation that they will know the Lord God. Because one of the saddest verses of Scripture that I have found in the Old Testament, there arose another generation who did not know the Lord their God. They didn't know Him. And I would dare say that is happening in our country today. We're going to keep praying. We need the move of God in our lives. We need the move of the Holy Spirit across our, our country, our churches, and communities. I don't put down other denominations. I don't believe in that. I believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Crucified, died for all. Whosoever, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Well, you say, Pastor, I don't know how much faith I really have. I don't know if I have enough faith in what it takes. Listen, Jesus said these words. If you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, be thou removed in the name of Jesus. And gone. And so I want to talk to you today. What is it? What is it? What is it that is required of us? We find in this chapter that the men of old gained approval. Now he talks about several people. He talks about Cain, Abel and Cain. And right off the bat in the book of Genesis, these two brothers brought offering, but one of the brothers' offering was not accepted. For some reason, there was something not right within the heart. And his, this, by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain. So by faith, through he attained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. Isn't it amazing that people that serve the Lord throughout the Scripture, their lives are still touching people today. Their testimony, God had used them, even in spite of their wickedness, even in spite of their waywardness, he redeemed them and he called them out. We are all in process. Amen. Say that with me. We are all in process. We are justified when we come to Christ. We are forgiven, but then the work begins. We are on this road, but it's called yeah, two steps forward and maybe one step back. We are on an ups and downs, and an in, but we're on a steady, hopefully a steady incline, and we're getting more and more like what Jesus wants us to be. That's the goal. And see, Paul, he wrote back to a church, and he said, I... I I hope that I didn't labor in vain. What he meant by that was, I hope that wolves don't come in and, and take that which you have. I hope my labor was not in vain. But we read that in the Corinth, the church of Corinth, which was a cesspool in its time of, of sin, that there were people there that were turned around and their lives were made whole and they would begin to recognize that God was their destination. Well, you say it's too bad, it's too far gone. We're too far gone. Nothing's too far gone for God. No one is too far gone. 
There's hope because there's people that are praying. There's always hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 and 13 through 13 says this, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and pray, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Many times it takes people to reach rock bottom in order to reach out. Reach their limitations. And so Israel has been God's chosen people, but we are also grafted in. We are also become his chosen people through Jesus Christ. We are also a part of every tribe, tongue, and nation. There are no differences in sense of nationality. There's no differences in heaven because we have become one in him. We are all one nation. Though we are come from various backgrounds and various places, I want to encourage you in your faith that your faith is valuable to God. That wherever you're at with you, maybe you don't have the faith to, to pray for miracles, so to speak, but let's start with what you have. Because the Bible says in Romans that he's given to each a measure of faith, a measure, a portion of faith. We are born into this life with something that God puts in us, a desire to know God, a desire to worship God. And the problem is that Satan comes to deceive people and thinking that there are other gods, that there are other methods, that there are other ways to heaven in which there's not. The Bible is clear and it says only one name in Jesus Christ that we can be saved. Aren't you glad you found him where he found you? No matter where he found you, no matter what time of life, you, you begin your walk with him and you begin to develop what is called faith. Now I can imagine, only try to imagine the days that Noah lived in and interesting that Jesus said these words, as it is in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man cometh. They were eating and drinking, giving a marriage, and basically they were living their own life, doing their own thing, uh, not looking to God. And that's kind of a heads up for what, what's happening in our world, that we are in closer to the end. But Noah, being a man of righteousness, I'm sure he had his moments when he thought, what am I doing? Have I really heard from you, God? Maybe you could remind me one more time. Am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Have you ever had those days where you've just kind of been working and going along, and it's just seemed the mundane, the routines of life sets in? And it's like, well, are you there, Lord? There is ever a day in our day, I think we need to understand that God is looking for people who will trust him, who will seek him, who will become like his mouthpiece or become like a hand, a, a vessel in his hand that we can be used, that we offer ourselves to him a living sacrifice, as Romans 12 describes. And so in other words, this faith thing, it, just, it's, it requires something of us. It's, it's one thing to believe and that's what James talks about, one thing to believe, but I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, my lifestyle will demonstrate that I am a man or a woman of faith because the way I live. I choose to walk differently. I choose 
to follow differently. I choose to follow after him even when the majority is saying, why don't you just go ahead and do whatever feels good, right? And live for yourself. I'll tell you what, there's no, there's no hope in that. There's no assurance in it. We, we skip down in the book of, uh, book of Hebrews 11, you look at Moses' life. Moses could have had Pharaoh's king. He could have, he could have, he, he grew up in Pharaoh's kingship and around and all the, he could have had everything he wanted but that this material life could offer to him. He could have everything, but he chose, he chose in the verse, verse 24. Look at that for a moment. Hebrews 11, 24, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather, verse 25, choosing rather rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Let me say this, faith is a choice. Faith says, I choose God. Faith says, I will trust in him, not myself. I will not trust in this world. I cannot trust in the, in the, the, the system of the world. God is my trust. And so I'd rather, I'd rather go the, the narrow road. I'd rather go the road less traveled. How many like to take trips and sometimes you just like to get off the main drag and just kind of get out in that, you know, that, that elbow room, the country. I just love to see, I'd like to see the, what's going on in the inner, inner, inner part of the country and lands and different. You know, I, I just, I just want to, I want to see where real people I mean, real hardworking people, what they're doing. We're chosen to stand up for God. Not be ashamed. We have a message. We have hope. We have a future. We have a purpose. We are not like some who are walking around not in fear. They're walking around in fear, not knowing what's going to happen after death. In Jesus' name, in the name of the Lord, our resurrected Savior, we shall live when we die. We shall be resurrected. So what does faith require? Equates action. Even like Abraham was tested. Yes, our faith from time to time will be tested. Why would God test our faith? Why would God do such a thing? I can't always answer why. But I know this, I think he wants to test us because he wants to make us stronger. And so sometimes when your, your faith is being tested, it's a hard place to be in and you're in the fire, so to speak, and you're wondering what's going to happen and you're... You haven't, you've never traveled this road before and you've, you've, you've never had to make this decision before. And you need help. You need encouragement. And you look to these scriptures. Faith is assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I'm glad I don't know the future, all the details. For some reason, I think God has made it that way so we don't, we don't have this, oh, right? I don't know about you, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know the day I'm going to die. I just want to live for him until it kicks me. Or he catches me out of here. I think that's the way it's supposed to be. 
that we have this, this idea that Paul himself said, whether I die or whether I live, I'm going to give glory and honor to him. That our life means something to God. And so now, can our faith grow and how does it grow? I want to encourage you, it's Romans 10, 17. I want you to, let me check that out sometime, from time to time. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ, or by the word of God. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. So what needs to happen? When we're going through life, and the little doubts, little doubts begin to assail us. Oh, you probably, you know, the enemy will say, oh, that's never going to happen. Oh, you know what? That's just, you know, you. That's just you. He'll, 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 he'll taunt us. Friends, the word of God is a sword. And that's what he means when we cut through that we take the word of God and we hide it in our hearts. And I believe in this, that we can speak it out loud, pray it out loud, pray it over our circumstances, use the word of God, literally, literally take the word of God and begin to operate with the word of God as our sword. Now, he already is our shield. He already is the helmet of our salvation. But there's a portion of this Ephesians describes that whole imagery of that whole armor of God. But there's a portion that requires our action. Requires, and so when you're getting doubts, you're here maybe having moments of your being afraid. Joshua, who followed Moses' footsteps, if you can only imagine what he must have been feeling, I've got to step into some big shoes. I've got to, I've got to lead the people and the nation of God. And Joshua was, was encouraged, Joshua chapter 1, be strong and courageous in the Lord. Just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And just enough, God established Joshua just as much as Moses was established because the miracles begin to happen because Joshua chose to serve the Lord. Amen. He chose. He made he made a line in the sand at the end of his life, at the end of his ministry, and he chose to serve the Lord. I know you've chosen to serve the Lord. Let's keep choosing to serve the Lord. Whatever happens around us, we are still commanded to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love people around us, to keep the faith, to be the salt and the light that he's called us to be, to be the one who does not buckle. When the word of God is in our heart, it becomes a part of us so much that we don't even think twice. We just kind of, it happens naturally. When things happen, when sirens go off around us, we begin to pray. It's just a part of our lives because people are in need around us. It happens because you're walking by faith and not by sight. 
And then I want to talk a little bit about vision, a little bit about dreaming, having the Lord's heart. What is it that God wants right now in the times that we live in? What would God say to us? What would God be passionate about? And I really believe it's this, is that is this is to love people around you. Is to, is to let your light shine. Let you be, you be kind when, when others aren't. You listen and you, you hear people and their hurts and their needs because you're, you're, walking, you're walking with the Savior. You're not walking just thinking about yourself or what you're going to get out of this, this day or this week. But you think, well, what if, what if God interrupts my schedule? What, what if he says, you know what? Speak to that person. Encourage that person that you see in the marketplace. Could it be that the Lord is giving us assignments from week to week or even day by day, little assignments, and he's saying, I trust you. Be my hands, be my feet, be my heart. Reach out to people around you. And see, I want to come all the way through this. Just, I'm not going to read all the verses in Hebrews chapter 11, but they're just example after example of people who walk by faith. And see, some of those people, their names are not writ. Their names are not in this passage. But he says further down in this chapter, there were others. Verse 36, there were others. I want to talk about a little just, there are others who you'll never hear about. They were, they were, Others experienced mocking, scourgings. They were in chains, imprisonment. There are other people across our world that are in tremendous situations for Jesus Christ. There are other people who are carrying the cross of Christ. They are, they're, there are other verses saying they were stoned, they were sawn in two. They were tempted, they were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins, goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world, well, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains, caves, holes in the ground. I want you to get this. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. What in the world is he talking about? In other words, they didn't get to see what baby that was promised to them. But I'm telling you today, they got to see the one who promised. They're in his presence. The goal of this life is to make heaven. The goal of this life is to bring others to heaven with us. The goal of our, of our life is to bring our family, our children, and pray that they too will have faith. Pray that they will not miss heaven. So when it comes to faith, it's not always about what you thought should happen or the way you think God should do it. You leave it in God's hands, and you trust him. I had a friend that came to help on the church. He taught me something, just the way he worked, just the way he handles his life, just the way his faith was. 
And he was talking about it. He had a son who was very ill, very close to death. And he said, God spoke to him, you pray for this, your son. And you begin to believe by faith that they're being healed. You begin to envision them made whole. You begin to see them in the spirit being made whole. And guess what happened? His son turned around, and by his faith, God honored, his son was healed. I begin to think about this just lately again. I begin to think about, you know, what if we begin to envision people being saved? What if we begin to actually see them by the Spirit coming to know Christ? Or what if we begin to see our family members, those who are sick, being healed, or your neighbors? What if, just what if? What is it that faith is? A conviction of things not seen. And though it's not happening right now, you're praying by faith that it will happen in God's timing, in God's ways that he works. It's not always what we think. Could it be that he uses sometimes prolonging prolonging answers to prayer to encourage and strengthen us. Could it be? We fight this in a culture that is so instant. Right? We don't like lines. We don't like to have to wait, you know, very long. We're accustomed to getting things. We order it in the mail. We want it the next day. Stuff that's our culture. God doesn't operate like that. Oftentimes, He's shaping us through the process, molding us through the process. He says to pray through, pray and pray through, and pray until you feel the sense that there, there's. It's, it's happening. It's going to happen. You don't know when, how, when, why, where. But you begin to see, by faith, I want you to try this in your, in your walk with God. You want, you want, I want you to begin to use prayers like this. Lord, I see it by your spirit, in your spirit, with your help. Lord, I see you, my son or my daughter, my husband, whatever it is, whatever the need is, being made whole. I see them in the spirit. You see, what, 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 Pastor, what does that mean? You walk by faith. It requires action. You see, sometimes we don't know, maybe sometimes our job is taken away from us. Maybe our income is tweaked. We don't know how we're going to make men's ends meet. But here's faith. I continue to give my time. I continue to honor God and pay what is due because God honors the tithe. And I got to preach on that someday, I will. Just the whole thing of honoring God of our first fruits and keeping, we, only, we don't need all 100% of it. And God doesn't really need your tithe. He's just asking you to be obedient. Could it be? that your faith needs to be encouraged from time to time. Yes, I would say yes. 
Our faith needs to be encouraged. How can it be encouraged? By reading the scripture course. Well, here's another way it can be encouraged. By being around the fellowship of other believers. And listening to the stories. And being reminded of the, the answers to prayer. In Revelations, they overcame him with the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. How can we be encouragers? The book of Hebrews itself says this, forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together, and that's becoming a challenge nowadays. But It's God's plan, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, because we need connection. Yesterday, they had this little wedding thing, and I had a little rope, three strands. I should have brought it, but these three strands represented as Ecclesiastes says three strands are not easily broken. And I had the, had the couple try to weave them and braid them as I was talking about the three strands. And then I read this somewhere, I don't know where it was, maybe you did too, but when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, somewhere. That's sometimes our faith. It's the sheer grit. But you, because you know God, because God is in you, there's this part of you that just won't quit. Job had to come to that moment in his life where he said, even if you kill me, I will trust you. No, he had his moments. tested beyond all I can ever imagine. See, the, Jesus is getting the church ready. He's getting us ready for his turn. He's getting us ready. It's time to really just recognize the times we are his. Nothing's going to stop his plans. He knows the plans for you already. Let's let God live in our hearts. Let's let God live through us. Let's let God be who he is through us in the community. And the missionaries that are struggling because they can't do the so many meetings. They're in need. There's so much, so much going on. I want us to believe God. Could it be that he's doing a new thing? Could it be that he's doing something fresh in you and I? And he's shaping us. Let's stand one more time. We'll sing a song again. And begin to dwell. Dwell on the faith. The faith. By faith, by faith, not by feeling, but by faith.